Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. All the things Are you singing, Ira? Uh, and... Yeah, I really shouldn't. I might scare the audience away. <laughs> so welcome back to the Investor Coaching Show. This is Ira Work with Ann Sawaski. We're coaches here for Paul. Um, what I want to do now is I want to talk a little bit about some articles that we've come across to help identify, help you, so that you can, as we go through the article, so that you can begin to identify what you should be looking for and why we coach our clients and how we coach our clients. Right. You know, Identify the myths right. that we just talked about. Yeah. So there's another part to the presentation that we were just talking about with the myths where we introduce you to the science of investing. Because there is a science of investing based upon over 70 years of academic research. And the really amazing thing about it is a lot of the research that we use has actually won Nobel Prizes because it's being used by institutions, it's being used by pension plans, um, it's the way Vanderbilt manages their endowment. So this information of the science of investing is the way we help clients and we think you should be investing, you know, whether you're using us or not, mm -hmm. but you need to know what that science is in order to have peace of mind about investing, which can allow you to relax about your money. So there's an article that Ann had come up with uh, titled, Interest Rates Are Paused. Here's why you should open a CD quickly. Now, CDs, in my opinion, stands for Certificate of Depression <laughs> or Certificates of Depreciation. Because when you think about them, they pay a lower interest rate right now than what inflation is. So you're actually losing purchasing power. So I would say that you're going broke safely. Right. And and then you're paying tax on it as you go, typically. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. even less, yeah. really. So, yeah. so you're losing money to inflation yeah. and you're losing money to taxes. Right. So yeah. that's why it's a certificate of depression. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. take us away with this, Ann. Well, so yeah, in this article, um, there uh, by Ben Ben Gear, he said interest rates are paused. Here's why you should open a CD now, because the Fed announced it was leaving the Fed rate paused for the third time, and they believe one of the ripple effects of that could be a drop in interest rates for CDs because CD rates have been um, very relatively high recently. And we've had a lot of, uh, I don't know about you, Ira, but I've had a lot of clients say, hey, shouldn't I get a CD because that's safer and it's paying 5%, you know? Or, and so, I mean, there is there's been a question in people's mind about whether that's a good thing. Now, they're thinking they're going to drop uh, in 2024. So this article is saying, oh, you should run out right away 
and lock in the higher CD rate so you can get the best possible return. And of course, um, the, uh, currently, what is it, about 5.5% um, and a five-year about 4.5% is pretty typical, but they're talking about dropping from there. Um, and, and the... And then the irony is there was another article um, by Inyahu Finance that said, how to navigate a Fed pause, get out of cash now. <laughs> so you had two literally polar opposite things. And mm -hmm. you just go, okay, well, if we look at this, first of all, one of them's going to be wrong, right? Because they're polar opposites. Right. So somebody's got to be wrong. But but the question is, what are what do they both have in common? And that what they have in common is it's a prediction about the future, right? That's right. And yeah. the predictions are, like Ann said, one of them is going to be right. One of them is going to be wrong. And if you're doing what the person who ends up being wrong says, you're hurting yourself. Right. Now, whichever one you follow, the reality is... Either way, you're either getting lucky mm -hmm. or unlucky. Right. Because right. there is no way to know which one of these people are going to be right. But, you know, the thing is they're using, they're using words and the words that they're using is might. Right. Could. Mm-hmm. May. And I know, and you sat in our compliance chair for many years and, mm -hmm. you know, before you even came to us, you worked for a big insurance company in the compliance department. And I used to, when I was working with Cherson Lehman Brothers or Smith Barney, had to deal with the compliance people. And we had to submit everything that we were going to write and send out newsletters, letters mm -hmm. to more than one client. Uh, and even if it was to one client, the letters are supposed to be approved. Because the compliance people are making sure that the words that we're using are not promissory. Right, right. You know, mm -hmm. like I would go back and forth with a compliance officer and like one of the, one of the uh, sentences in our investment policy statement mm -hmm. says um, prices may fluctuate. And I point <laughs> out to my clients that no, prices will fluctuate. Yeah. <laughs> there is no doubt That's about that. That's a pretty that. clear will almost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Except they'll still put the may in just but, in case. <laughs> but the lawyers, you know, like I, you know, and and being a, a recovering lawyer, um, she would tell us, no, it's a promissory word. You cannot use that. Because even though you're sitting out there in the listening audience, you know the markets are going to fluctuate up and down. There's no argument about that. Right. You've seen it every single day of your life, you know, when you became aware of what investing is and perhaps started to do it. So you know it's fluctuating up and down. But that document, the way that I like to describe any legal document, is it's a document written by lawyers for lawyers to protect lawyers because lawyers get to make more money when they have to go defend those documents. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and to protect the company too, really. And the, well, yeah. and it's really to protect everybody, not just the company, yeah. but the yeah. investment policy statement. And like I said, it's a document that is required by the Department of Labor for your 401k plan, for pension plans. We think it's that important that all, we believe every investor 
wherever you're investing, you should have an investment policy statement. Your advisor should have provided you with a statement that is going that says how is your portfolio going to be managed? What's going to be the level of stocks? What's going to be the level of fixed income? You know, treasury bills, treasury notes, bonds. What what's the maturity of those going to be? How are they going to rebalance the portfolio? You know, what's that going to cost? You know, how much cash is going to be in the portfolio? What is the portfolio going to be designed by? What's the basis or the investment, you know, philosophy or the, you know, for that policy statement? Right. And, and we do, we have that for all of our clients. And you're right, insurance companies and pensions and so on have that. But most, the average investor coming in the door doesn't have it. No, I have never, ever in my, well, I can't say 40 years. Well, yeah, my, um, well, 40 years in March. I have never had another investor come in and say, well, here's the investment policy statement from my current guy. Yeah. No, they don't have it, which makes you think because if you don't have a method or a belief or a system outlined of how you're going to manage your money... What what assurance do you have that you are going to be consistent and thoughtful about it and that you're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall, <laughs> which is kind of what a lot of people, I think, do? You know, let's see if this works. Let's see if that works, you know. and Well, there's also <laughs> another reason for it. Mm-hmm. It's so that you know how the manager is going to be managing the money. Oh, absolutely. It actually mm-hmm. lays out the responsibilities for both the investor mm-hmm. and the managers and advisors that the investors are working with. Right. You right. Know, so it's, you know, kind of like, you know, let's say football, you know, the players have a playbook mm-hmm. and they know what the plays are. We, there's rules when it comes to football. Right. Um, you know, there are rules when it comes to soccer, there right. are rules to every game, but yet most investors are not working with a set of rules. Right. And I don't know how many times you've had this happen, but I've had, um, number of times clients have come in and they said, uh, my guy put me in an annuity and I didn't even know it. Or my guy did bought me crypto and I didn't, and they're all, they're, they're upset about it, but. That would be something that the investment policy statement should be addressing is what are the types of investments I'm permitting mm-hmm. and that I believe in or want to uh, be in my portfolio and what do I not want to be in my portfolio? Yeah. That's uh, important. Yeah. And fortunately, I haven't had anybody... Um, come in to me and tell me my advisor put me into crypto. But when we come back from a break, we're going to go into a break. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you what I have had heard happen. So this is the Investor Coaching Show, and we'll be back after this break. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Coaching Podcast. Now, you may be one of these people that's been listening and realizing, wow, investing, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye and financial planning tax laws constantly changing and recognizing that maybe you might need some help in this area, but you don't want just anybody to help you out. 
So we have 10 offices in the Middle Tennessee area, and everything that we do is fee only. We align our interests with your interests. So you can get an initial 15 minute phone call with any one of our offices just by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. That's it. Every one of the offices is run by somebody with 20 plus years experience. They're all degree planners. They all have academic backgrounds in investing and you can get the help that you need. So if you want to set up a complimentary phone consultation, just go to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. And we look forward to seeing you soon. And welcome back to the Investor Coaching Show. This is Ira Work, sitting in for Paul Winkler, sitting here with Ann Zawaski. So we were talking about the investment policy statement, why it's important. And Ann had mentioned that she's had people come in and, you know, having her, uh, telling them that um, they were, their advisor was buying crypto. Yeah. And buying crypto, buying annuities and all sorts of things they didn't want. Yeah. Now, I have had clients um, come in with annuities. Mm -hmm. They didn't understand what they bought. So that leads me to the conclusion that the client was sold based upon fear and greed. Right. Um, the greed part being you could get stock market returns without the risk. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants stock market returns without the risk. That's the fear. Right. You know, your portfolio, if the market goes down, you just won't make anything, but you won't lose anything. Mm -hmm. Well, I will say that I was guilty of selling these back prior to the year 2000. And not one of those annuities, especially the index annuities that seem to be very, very popular right now. Most of the people that come in, that's what they're showing me they have purchased. Right. Not one of the, those annuities actually did what the illustrations, those pretty slick brochures showed, you know, the historical rate of return. And part of the problem is with that is that the brochures are actually cherry picking certain periods yes. of time. And the one thing about investing that is consistent is that it's inconsistent. Right. Now, back when I was at the insurance company and, you know, I would look at these things because we sold them it. They at that time just said, oh, they're going to make 12 percent. 12 percent. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, subsequently, when they didn't deliver that, there were all sorts of lawsuits because people were promise something that they didn't come anywhere near. So now what they do is they give you uh, three rates in these brochures. I don't know if you've noticed that. Oh, yeah. So the interesting thing is now they give you a what if it doesn't make anything rate? So pretty much zero. And then they will cherry pick what they looked at and pieced together as the best uh, rate. Mm -hmm. And then they'll do something kind of in between. But, but you know, what I tell people is, you know, they're really not promising to do anything. So you should be looking at the lowest. <laughs> you better hope that you can be happy with that because there's no real promise you're going to get any of those other rates. That's right. And that's what they show you in the brochures. Mm -hmm. And then when you get your statements, you see three different values. Right. 
um, you see an account value, which is what the money is actually doing. You see an accumulation value, which is actually a phantom value, unless you completely give that money to the insurance company and take an income from it. Uh, And then you have your surrender value. What will you get if you decide, I don't want to wait to eight years and pay a surrender charge? Right. You know? Which uh, is always the lowest. Which is always the lowest. Yeah. I love when, you know, you read these, these contracts and they say, well, he told me I couldn't lose any money. And the first page, it says there's a 13.5% or a 12.5% surrender charge in the first year. So if you surrender your policy, you're going to get 87.5% of the money you put in. You know, I believe that your money should be 100% liquid at all times. The only penalty that you should have to pay on your money is if you decide to sell and the market is down, which is no fault, no control of the investment advisor that you're working with. Right. Or taxes because you happen to have sold after the money, after the asset increased in value, which again is no control of the advisor of the market. Right. And that's just it. Mm -hmm. Other than that, and those are not penalties Mm -hmm. that the advisor or the advisor's company is putting on you. Right. That is the penalty of making a decision without really fully understanding the decision that you're making. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with paying taxes. You know, we're blessed to live in this country that allows us the ability to create wealth. So... The blessing, you know, also comes with a curse. The curse is you have to pay taxes. Right. So you can't have one without the other. Like, they can't be good if there's not bad. Right. Right? Right. So another thing that I see people do come in and buy, which your investment policy statement may have it in, may not have it in, are real estate investment trusts. Right. Right. Now, I just went through a thing with a client that, had to, that got a letter from the company mm-hmm. uh, for the investment trust, willing to pay him about 60 cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. It had suspended dividends for three years. So for three years, his money was tied up, didn't make any income from it, was promised income. And then they offered to give him some money, but about 60 cents on every dollar that he invested. Um, so we don't really like real estate investment trusts especially the private ones. You know, if you're buying one that's traded on the exchange, it's a liquid asset. You can get in, you can get out. You know, you may or you may not make any money with it. Now, here's the importance of an investment policy statement. There was a gentleman that went to an institution and he showed them the returns of what he was getting for his clients. And the investment committee was looking at what he was doing and looking at their investment policy statement. And they were trying to do the best they can for the institution. And they looked at the returns that he was getting and they looked at his investment policy statement. And they went back to the gentleman and said, as much as we would like to get the returns that you're showing, we don't understand what you're doing. And from what we can piece together, it is not in line with our investment policy statement. And that saved this institution from Bernie Madoff stealing millions 
of dollars from them. Right. So the reason that big insurance companies and pension funds and uh, trusts and so on have an investment policy statement is exactly that, is they uh, have a policy that they will uh, invest in a certain fashion that typically with those institutions will be well thought out and have less risk mm-hmm. and it stops them from doing things that would be counter to that because especially if you're in a trust mm-hmm. situation you you're a fiduciary and you're obligated to manage that if and pensions same thing you know so so they are obligated to be prudent investors right and so that particular institution was following its investment policy statement and acted prudently to protect their investors. And that's the purpose of the investment policy statement and why we believe you should have one. Our, our clients do get them so they know and we I go through it line by line with my clients exactly what they can expect through the relationship they have with us and their money when it comes to investing. Um, It can't be stressed how important it is when these institutions have it. You know, there's an investment policy statement with the state of Tennessee for their retirement plan. And I'm very happy to know that because my wife works for Metro National Public Schools. Right. And she will be getting a retirement plan or a pension from the state. Right. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.